What's up, Joes? Welcome to another episode of the Average Joes MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan and joined, as always, by Rafael Chaidez. What's going on, Jeff? What up, brother? How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Nice and rested. Good. Yeah, yeah. You got yourself a little power nap earlier. Yeah. Nice little nap. Nice little nappy poo. Then go to the club and start fucking fist banging. Yep. Get that, get that fucking fist bump in. Yeah. Shout uh. out to... Uh, Shout out to Blake and his Jersey Shore. That's Jersey. right, fucking Jersey Jersey Shore Blake. <laughs> uh, I told him I told him that Pauly D was coming to. He's out on like some kind of tour thing DJing, and he's mm-hmm. coming to Grand Rapids, like the next big city away from me. And I sent Blake the thing, and I was like, "Your boy's coming to Michigan." <laughs> Did he book his flight? <laughs> I, I was surprised he didn't. I was like, well, you know, I'm sure there's a sure there's a tour date by you. You better go hit it up. Yeah, Pauly D. Pauly D. You guys making bank out of out of them? Fuck yeah, DJing oh. and then getting paid for that stupid show. Got to do something. It's, <laughs> it's his only fucking way of making money. Yeah, fuck it. Paris, oh. If Paris Hilton can do it, why can't he? Why can't he? I mean, he was a DJ before. That's what he did. Yeah. So at least yeah. at least it's not bullshit. Mm-hmm. At least he didn't start doing it afterwards. Like, oh, shit, I need something to do. That's what I mean. Maybe, yeah, maybe this DJing thing will work. That's what Paris did. No one give a fuck about her anymore. Once they saw the sex tape, they were done with, <laughs> they were done with her. You never saw it? The sex tape? Yeah. Of course I did. It was fucking weak sauce, but yeah. Yeah, it was was not a very good sex tape. But yeah, I, I, <laughs> I have seen it. I may have owned it at one point. Mm-hmm. I might have bought the DVD. Oh shit! Yeah, back back in the old school days when you know you had uh, when you had porn that you had to you go had to buy, it. buy it. Yeah, that's how you did it. So what's going on, Jeff? Oh, not a lot, man. Not a lot. Ready for this fucking week to be over. You got the day off I... tomorrow, and then I got to work Saturday morning. Nice. I got the day off tomorrow because I took a vacation day, so I could take my parents to the. Bus station. Nice. I get to go look at an apartment tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. I went and looked at one tonight, but it was fucking way too small. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be uh, just you? Yeah. Just you? Yeah. I'm trying to find either a decently priced two-bedroom apartment or at least a good-sized one-bedroom apartment. This apartment was like 600 square feet. Not really very small? big at all. Yeah, I've seen the one the one person uh, apartments in Champaign that was not good at all. It was like the kitchen connected to the smallest living room and then one bedroom and a bathroom. Yeah, that's basically what this was. There was like a wall between the kitchen and the living room. The living room was smaller than your studio room, like half mm-hmm. the size of your studio room. And then maybe, yeah. the, maybe the bedroom was about the size of your studio room, but it was mm-hmm. like... It, my couch wouldn't have fit in that living room. Like, I got a pretty decent-sized sectional. It wouldn't have fit in that living room. So, Yeah, I, they're pretty small. I was like, man. So this other one I'm looking at tomorrow is a two-bedroom apartment. Because um, ultimately, I would like a two-bedroom so I can have, like, the second room uh, be set up as 
my quote unquote office or whatever, have all my podcasts and shit in there. And studio then, room. Yeah, the studio room and where I can write and fucking work and shit like that. So it's awesome. Hopefully this uh, this other apartment tomorrow will work out because I'm ready for a change of living. Some nice peace of mind and all by yourself. Mm-hmm. No one fucking with you. No noise. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I was like, I was, I was talking to the guy that the apartment I went to look at today, and I looked at the living room, and I was like, I couldn't have fight night in here. Yeah. I couldn't get <laughs> fucking three people in there. <laughs> and then he was like, it's an upstairs apartment. He's like, yeah, we don't allow air conditioners. It's like, fuck. Yeah. So you just want me to die in the heat? Is that right, what you want? Right, right. Is that what you want? I'm going to be here till next end of next summer, and you want me to die in the heat? Uh, I'm not. Yeah, it's not happening. I got too many, wait, too many electronics. Heat rises. Right, exactly. Too the much fuck? Too much electronics for that small of a space, dude. I'd be in a fucking sweat box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my TV uses a lot of fucking energy, and it gets pretty hot. It warms up the fucking room a little bit sometimes. Mine does, too. It definitely does, too. What's been going on with you? What's up? Um, nothing. Just uh, recording for your podcast. Got two episodes in this week. I need to release the audio for yesterday. I got the video up. Hey, Juice and, came over. I was going to say, was it you and Juice? Yeah, yeah. Juice nice, came man. over. Nice. Hung out for a bit. Watched a little bit of SmackDown. Talked about what's going on in wrestling, what's going to go on in SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. Who's all, who's all coming over Saturday? Uh, Probably Frankie and Toucan. Quadro said he might come over. He's still figuring stuff out. And then uh, Jose's on vacation. He's going to Cancun or some crazy shit. Damn. You boys. So I might only have like two guys over, but still two, 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 two dudes and me. Two good, right. two good guys. Yeah. Tell the boys I said hi. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, we'll do. I will. Uh, I won't be able to watch the card <laughs> till Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I have a show, so I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it on Sunday. Yeah, it's not like it's that. It's not the best of cards, but no. But I really the the two the main event I really want to see live. Hmm. Because I don't want to have it spoiled, even though there's no way I'm not going to have it spoiled. Oh, yeah, that's getting spoiled for you. Yeah, that, I mean, there's nothing you can do. It's a sporting event. It's it's. Yeah. I've said it a hundred times, and I mean, I get ESPN updates about it. So, but it's still, you know, it's different watching it live as it happens. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it back on Sunday. Chill out. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I definitely think for the most part, last week's card is overall is a little bit better than this one the free one yeah 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 i think i think the quality of the fights on last week's card as far as fighters and shit were a little bit higher but i'm still i still think this is a good card i don't think it's going to do good pay-per-view numbers no even though it does have two title fights it's two rematches that we've already seen for those same titles exactly yeah and two weight classes that traditionally don't sell pay-per-views Hence why 135 for a long time was not even contested on pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Well, even 125, remember he was on the biggest one he was on was Big Fox before he was on any pay-per-views or something yeah, like that? Well, headlining, yeah, they won't. I mean, they have to put him on a card as a co-main with somebody that's going to draw because Demetrius just doesn't. It sucks. Yeah. And I, I was a, a my biggest uh quarrel with dj for the longest time and my biggest negative against him was just that 
the decision, the constant decisions, and the, the the kind of boring fights. But he's definitely flipped that around with with finishes, amazing finishes. I mean, his last fight, one of the greatest transitions into a submission I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, but you know, the Horiguchi fight was kind of boring until there. But even even the Ray Borg fight, it was kind of boring until that happened because DJ well, it, was just dominant domination oh, dude throughout two rounds or I think the first round he had struck him 60 or no it had to be the first round it's like 67 uh 62 to 1 or something like that oh, it crazy. was like in, going into the the fourth or f- the fifth round Borg I don't think had landed but like 14 strikes yeah I just rewatched that fight last night um in preparation for this I watched a couple of different different fights but nice. it was uh, yeah no it was but it was a complete domination by uh yeah ray ray landed 22 total strikes in that whole fight in a five round match damn yeah and had landed two four uh, 11 18 strikes going into the final round and finished with a total of 22 so besides yeah besides that uh german suplex arm bar yeah but like i was saying i just the, the, this card is is not going to sell a lot of pay-per-views which is not what the ufc needs right now because again they have not sold a lot of pay-per-views this year they haven't sold a lot of pay-per-views in the last two years mm-hmm. well since connor that, two years connor yeah <clears throat> connor's last fight will be two years in november oh god damn yeah, bro. That's that's the fucking reality of this of this situation. You haven't had anybody else that has been able to step up and sell pay per views. John Jones has been suspended. Uh, Daniel Cormier doesn't sell. Steve Miocic doesn't sell. You put mm-hmm. the two of them together, you can in a in a super fight. You can't even get get it to sell. Sucks. It does. It's the truth. It's the truth. We don't have any sellers right now. No, we don't. And they're and and they're at least they're trying to get new stars and and trying to make pushes on people to potentially put them in positions to be stars. But nobody else is like a, like a Darren Till or Sean O'Malley and and some others. But <clears throat> well, look what they did with Till. They shot him up right to the title picture, right as fast as they could. But it's not going to sell a lot of pay per views. Is the problem no. because he's not. He's not huge, a huge following, but he does he does have an, a, another country behind him completely. So yeah, I think he'll sell good, just not that what is helpful. Wants. He'll yeah. sell better than what Tyron Woodley does on his own, mm-hmm. because yeah. England is going to buy, and probably maybe Ireland and Scotland as well will support him. We'll see. Yeah, but we need we need some guys to we bring do. in the bucks. We do. <clears throat> we don't have it. I, I try to do my part. I buy the pay-per-views, watch all the fights from start to finish. I try to do my part. Can we all do our part, too? Yeah. Well, the problem is, is just it's these cards have not been great all year or for the last two years, really, and the price has only continued to go up. Now they that, want that- Now they want $70 for this. That would be my complaint, the price change and not, like, the quality change. 
I, I don't feel like yeah. I'm getting my dollar's worth. Hmm. I I don't know, man. Well, you might be right because I, I'm looking at the whole card, but you're paying for the pay per view. Right, you're paying for the pay per view. Uh huh. It's not the whole card that I'm getting for free on yeah. Fox or FS1 or This Week FX, and or the, even the, or the early, early prelims right that I do pay nine ninety nine a month to to have the ability to watch. Mm. <clears throat> but it's the five fights on that main card that I'm paying seventy dollars for. And, and there really hasn't been a change in it, and there has been a dip in, I guess, superstar. But really, even well, even examining the the fights on the main card, like what what on here screams out that I sh- that t- to pay seventy dollars? Oh, this card right here. Yeah. No, none of them. None of the fights. That, like me, that's, me, that's what me I mean. and you are fans, and we're gonna pay for it because. We're right. gonna watch them. Right, exactly. But that but it's it's not us that Yeah. We're we're the ones that are showing up in every number regardless yeah, of what we're the pay per view is. We're already in they there. Got us in the, yeah, it's, they got us in the bag already. It's the other people, it's the it's the semi it's the not hardcores, but not quite Buffalo Wild Wings fans and the Buffalo Wild Wings fans. Like those are the people that are the, the gap fillers in between. Mm-hmm. The people that they need to catch with the Connors, the Brock Lesnar's, the right. round the route, right? And and, and Brock's not Some coming back until season. next year, so his million pay per view buys against Daniel Cormier aren't going to help right now. Nope, not this year. That'll that'll be for the e- that'll be for the ESPN fucking market then. Right. They get lucky. They're going to get Brock right off the bat if everything goes to plan. Well, I mean, it'll be on pay per view, but they'll get the spike in. In viewership on uh, ESPN Plus or whatever. Actually, looking at this card, it's not. You were right. It's not that bad. It's just a lot of people won't know a lot of these guys, like Munoz versus Johns. That's gonna be a fucking fight. Right. That's a good fight. I think Muicano and Swanson will be a pretty good fight. Mm-hmm. Tiago Santos always brings fireworks. Yeah. Um, Holland got a knockout. I'm pretty sure in the Contender Series. That's why he's getting shot up really quick. Davi Ramos, the- or no, no, sorry, Ricardo Ramos and, and uh, the Korean Mr. Perfect. That could be yeah. a pretty, that, that's mm-hmm. a good sub uh, sub war right there, but. We got Shorty Torres Diaz on the, on the prelims against uh, Perez. Yeah, Shorty Torres' birthday. Oh, it's on his birthday? That's cool. No, his birthday was like yesterday or today oh, okay. maybe. What? And the motherfucker didn't invite me to celebrate? I'm here in Chicago and everything. He could give me a call. Well, he's in. He's not in Chicago right now. So oh, okay. He's out I'll in Los Angeles. He's probably I'll been out him. in Los Angeles for a week or so. Mm, yeah, it is at the Staples. Yeah. Yeah. But it, <clears throat> but but those are things that excite hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. It's not enticing somebody to to drop seventy bucks. And yeah. and honestly. If I were watching this by myself and not having all the guys over for fight night, I don't know if I would drop the 70 either. Oh, I was going to stream it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was going to stream it. And then these guys hit me up. They're like, hey, are you? Uh, are we watching? Can we watch the? Can we come over to watch the fight Saturday? And I'm like, I'm going to be here. If you guys want to help me pay for it, you guys are more than welcome to come. But that's the other thing. People are still watching the fights. They're just streaming them. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that, that's the thing. People are streaming them because they do not want to pay. Because they don't want to pay it. And that's they didn't want the, to pay the sixty-five. Right and now it's seventy. Right. 
And the poor, for a poor motherfucker, five bucks is five bucks, right? Exactly. the The pay per view model, the pot, the pay per view model is, and they're not. The other thing is, is like they got to think about. They should have thought about decreasing the pay per views going into next year, but they're not. They're keeping it around the same, if not increasing it by like one. We do. If they went honestly, if they went to like one every two months. One every month and a half, you know, you could do your July where you do two month two fight cards maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just too many pay per views, and they they can't fill those cards with good enough fights that make it worthwhile. Yeah, especially for being pay per view, I don't mind watching free fights. Yeah, but when you're making me pay seventy bucks, that's where it's like, well, let me see who's on there. Because I, I, like I said, I was gonna stream this until the, my guys hit me up. I was not going to spend the $70 to watch two championship rematch fights and then three other non-number uh, one contender matches. Right. Like no, no one's really in the title hunt between uh, maybe Swanson and Moicano to some extent, but they're not getting a title shot off of a win off of each other. Dude, that's... That division's kind of... Uh, we need to see what's up with Ortega and Holloway. That's, that's the match that's going to happen. 800 and some dollars that you're spending a year. On pay-per-views. Yeah. Especially if it's one a month plus sometimes two a month. Remember last year how they were doing it? It was like two every month. Yeah. They, they kind of shortened it this year to like one a month, one a month, and they've been separating them a little bit more, but they increased the price. So it's like, it's like come on. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm, but, but I'm going to pay for it. My friends are coming, so. Yeah. So I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to watch it later. Mm-hmm. My guys are friends. Are, a couple friends are going to come over on Sunday so we can watch it, so. Nice. Sunday night fight night. Yeah, probably Sunday day fight, actually. <laughs> Sunday day fight. Because <laughs> everybody works on Mondays. Mm. Well, let's get into it. Brow. Brow. From the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California. For the Bantamweight title, champion T.J. Dillashaw. Killashaw? Killashaw, the Viper. Mm-hmm. Taking on Cody Nola of Garbrandt in a rematch. Uh, what okay. was that? UFC 212? 211? 211? Was it 211? I think it was 211. No, you might be right. Oh, it had to be farther than that. Because... Detroit was like 218. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, where the hell's his record? I got it. August 2. Oh, no, that's the fight that's happening. It 217. 217. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, I was, we, were I was both, we were both of we were both. Well, I, I was like, wait, because 218, uh, 218 is fucking. Uh, was Detroit. So 217 was in November. So, yeah, rematch from 217. Uh, it's TJ, a very polarizing fight. It is. It is a very polarizing fight. These two, it's it's a big rivalry. These two hate each other. I mean, everybody knows the story. Everybody, everybody has picked their sides. Um, I want to see a badass fight. And if I, if you made, if you put a gun in my head and you're like, choose one, I don't know why. I like Cody a little bit more, even though he's a dick. You want to hate TJ. You don't like TJ. 
No, the reason I don't like TJ is because he won't admit that he he fucked up that one dude. Like, he kind of wants to, like, I, I, I would have no problem with it if he just came out and said, look, it was in the fucking heat of the battle. I accidentally hit him in the back of the head with a knee or something. Or I, I get heated. But he kind of, he's like, yeah, that wasn't me. That wasn't on me. It's like, well, the dude hasn't fought since since then, bro. It's like, come on. But I'm excited to see this fight. That's why I try to stick, try to stay away from all the news stories and all the personal shit. Because then, because I, I want to see a badass fight. And this is going to be a badass fight. But then you start nitpicking at shit and then you choose your sides. Cody's a dick and people hate him because of that. But I don't know. He didn't need anyone in the back of the head and cost him their career. And then deny that he did it. But I don't know. I wasn't even there. That's just my view and that's how I took it. And I could be totally wrong. Yeah. But I want it's gonna be a badass fight. I'm a I'm a TJ fan. I've been a TJ fan for a very long time. Oh, dude, his skill set is unbelievable. His his striking is some of the best. Dude, if he, you want a very good breakdown and and uh, preview of this fight. There is one on uh, Fight Pass. It's an Inside the Octagon with Dan Hardy. Mm-hmm. And Dan like spends a half hour breaking this the the last fight down and and talking about going into this fight and everything. It's very mm-hmm. good. I watched it last night. Yeah, I love. I'll, I'll pick. I'll, I'll pick my side on who I want, but I think I, I try to give a fair assessment of who I think is going to win. And I, don't, I try not to let my personal bias affect my decision in the match. I, I I think TJ's might be able to pull it off again if he doesn't get caught. A lot of people say he got saved by the bell. That no. is my opinion as well. Uh, I don't think so. I think if Cody would have been in that same position at that same time when he got dropped, the bell would have rang as well on him. And yeah. he wouldn't have got stopped. Cody was fucking out. Though TJ TJ dropped, but I don't think he was out. I don't think he was out. I don't think he was. I don't think he would have been finished because he was on his way to getting back up after he got dropped. See, I don't think Cody was out. Oh, I do. Uh, you watch his dropped. eyes. You watch he his got eyes, dropped and he's holding his leg, and then he gets hammer fisted. But as soon as the ref calls a fight, he pops up, and then TJ yells and he's, he screams in his face. To me, that wasn't out. To me, that was. They both have very good conditioning, which allowed them to recover really quick. I think they both hurt each other almost equally. I think the bell and the time uh, really was in the favor of uh, – well, not in the favor. It just helped. It was it was good for TJ that it was at maybe, the end of the – Maybe if Cody hadn't already been dropped a minute before that because of a head kick that put him down on his ass, I could say it. But, dude, he he was on wobbly legs – and he he connected with a good shot to TJ. Go go back and watch TJ after he got saved by the bell. He wobbles. He he steps sideways when he he's trying to walk sideways. forward to the cage. Right. I'm not They're saying. Both hurt. I just think they they have really good conditioning. And to me, it, it was a matter of the bell working in TJ's favor. I think if Cody would have had that bell, I think he like if it was the same time, I think the bell would have rang and saved him as well. It was really fast. It's just TJ. Jumped on him, and this guy gave, grabbed the leg. He could grab the leg, and he got caught a little bit more instead of popping up. Agree to disagree. I mm-hmm. I I don't I don't feel like Cody was going to make it out if the if the bell would have saved him. I think he would have been stopped before it. 
But I don't see this fight going much differently, except for the possibility of it going to the ground and TJ strangling the fuck out of Cody. I, I can see it where Cody catches him, drops him, and finishes it if, it, if it's not close to the bell. Because uh, the bell rang, man. The bell rang, and it gave it, uh, gave TJ a chance to recover a lot more than, than Cody. And I'm not saying that wasn't unfair. It's just how it fell. That's how the cards fell. That's how it played out. He didn't drop them till the end of the round. Maybe he should have hurried up and dropped them faster, so that wouldn't have been in play. But it was not play, and... TJ made the adjustment in the second round, which really shows you his MMA IQ and his able his ableness to adapt. And I think I've mentioned it on here. The ableness to adapt is one of the fucking best features you can have in a fight. Here's the thing though. Like Cody is probably the better is the better boxer, for sure. But everything for Cody is just off the right hand. He doesn't really have much with his left. And he's not very dangerous with anything else but a right hand. And he puts himself into stupid positions trying to throw it just like he did when he got knocked out. Because from from watching Dan Hardy's technical breakdown of it, the was it the hook I think he threw that caught TJ before TJ caught him with the next shot that he, that he dropped him with. Mm-hmm. But the way his the way he was throwing it and the way that his arm was positioning he had he didn't have any power generating because of the position of his elbow. And and TJ I think even mentioned that he he knew that opening was there after after Cody engages because Cody was going to throw more than one. He wasn't just right. going to come with one hook and get out. He knew that hook was coming and he connected with it. He didn't get dropped. He stood in he stood his fucking ground. He's like, "All right, boom." He gave him a hook of his own while Cody was uh-oh. In mid-train. When they're committed to their punches, so it hurts them more. But the, That's why I always try to talk about talk to people about boxing. It's when you get someone committed and you catch them, that's when they fucking drop. Right. So that and that's leading that was leading into what what my what I was trying to say why I don't think it's going to be different. Um or at least I don't think that the result is going to be different for Cody. Um I don't it, it this this is the way he the, his aggressiveness, his tendencies this is years of doing this as a boxer. Years and years and years. Like it's not something that he's going to be able to break himself of habits. No, we we, of we doing. saw him get dropped in the amateurs because of it, right? So TJ is definitely the smarter fighter already. Mm-hmm. Then you have Dwayne Ludwig, who is the smarter coach. Their strategy, I think, is going to be better and good enough. Um, compared to ch- changes, quote unquote, that Cody's going to try to implement that aren't going to work out. He could well, drop him. Of, he can catch him. He's got power. But I don't. I think one of the major changes, though, for Cody is going to be his back. He was he he went through a lot of surgeries, and he he mentions it that he he got a little bit forced into this fight through due to financial reasons, and we all know it was coming straight off of a back injury, and he was getting shots in it, and he was getting it fixed. And maybe he shouldn't have taken the fight, and he wouldn't have lost his belt because of that. I'm not, I'm not saying that's the case, but he's saying it's the case. Yeah, and well, of course he's saying it's the case because he can't just admit that he got beat by a better fighter because it's TJ and he hates. I don't him. know. Back back issues are pretty, pretty, pretty fucked. So I, I'd give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. 
when you can't train and you're not getting into your normal rhythm and you're not getting into your into your fight into your fight rhythm and getting your patterns and it's 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 different but had he beat TJ with that shot do you think he'd be throwing out that well I did this with a bad back no um no no exactly that's why I don't I don't necessarily buy it I don't necessarily buy it as the reason why he got beat had he taken the fight that he originally pulled out of? Okay. The thing is, I don't think anyone would use that excuse if they won. But we knew of the back injury beforehand. It didn't come out of nowhere. It wasn't like, oh, well, I had a back injury, so that's why I lost. It was, I, it was, it was, uh, it was documented. I know it, it was, was documented, documented. But he had also had documented had it documented talking about how how much better he'd been feeling after going through all the stem cell and taking the time out of a pulling out of the first fight. Oh, of course he's going to feel better, but I don't think he felt better than being a hundred percent and training off of a hundred percent. I don't know. It smells like an excuse that you can't accept a loss to your rival. It happens. It happens all the mm-hmm. time. So, mm-hmm. but as I said, the, the, the difference I can see is, is, TJ trying to take it to the ground this time and showing off his, his much improved and continued improved jujitsu game under, uh, Oh shit. I can't think of his name. Gracie Bob. Yeah. I don't know. Their jiu- I don't know their jujitsu coach. Felipe. Or his jujitsu coach. Felipe something. Felipe Esparza. Um, What's up, fool? <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know Felipe Esparza. He's a badass comedian out of Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> That's not helping. Yeah, but I don't know who's. I don't know who TJ's jiu-jitsu coach is. I but just. He's, he's got, I just saw it a, last night watching uh, the um, embedded. But his strength and conditioning coach is fucking insane. That guy's crazy in a good way. So that that might be a factor in it as well because. Conditioning is what allows you to recover so fast from a fucking knockdown. Right. And he did recover. It was only it was only, it was the bell, and then the minute he had to recover, and he came out and knocked him out. I'm not going to say he didn't recover, because he came he came out within the second round and fucked him up. Um, yeah, he definitely recovered. I think Cody would do a lot better if he wasn't so cocky in his striking game. Like, don't taunt, just strike. Don't dance. Yeah, exactly. But. That's his game plan and how he feels comfortable doing it is how he's going to do it. But then again, you might get caught again, bro. The key for Cody is he's got to get TJ angry so that TJ forgets the game plan and just tries to fight. That's where Cody can beat TJ. If he gets TJ into a straight scrap where TJ's not moving and, and using his footwork and stuff like that and just trying to fucking stand and bang. But I don't, I don't know. I don't think I think TJ is a uh, disciplined enough fighter, and especially mm-hmm. with this being the second fight. I could, if that would have happened in the first fight, maybe. Yeah, I'm more invested in just watching the fight than actually picking. But if I have to pick, I'm gonna I'll, I'll pick I'll pick Cody. I got TJ all day. I just I just want to watch the fucking fight though. I'm I'm fucking stoked for this fight. It's gonna be a, dude. These guys are little fucking pistons, dude. They they went in there and they were fucking throwing hooks and just going at it. That that was one of the reasons TJ got caught as well. He he was a little bit too aggressive. Maybe he'll change that up. Coming into this one, he Probably. even said himself he ran into his his fucking hand. 
he, I don't know if he ran into it. He did get caught with it, but he said he ran into it. Watching back the tape, he was kind of his feet were under him when he got caught. It means Cody hit. He does hit hard. Yeah, Cody hits hard, and he's got yeah. a very powerful right hand. But Dosh should be an awesome fight. Dosh about it. He doesn't. He awesome doesn't fight. have kicks to threaten with like TJ did. That's why TJ. Yeah. Clocked yeah. We him saw in the him face. We saw him throw a kick. It was. Uh, it was a little good. boxy. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a fucking boxer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know TJ's got pretty good wrestling, or Cody. I mean, I know Cody's got pretty good wrestling. He. Uh, he plays. I can't remember. He plays pretty high in Ohio, and I think was offered a scholarship to go wrestle at Ohio State. <laughs> he decided to box instead, right? Yeah, he went boxing. He went into boxing. I think because he could go pro right away. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a good already, He had already been boxing amateur. Yeah, and he got dropped there. Yep. That that was a knock. I believe that one was a KO. He he got slept in that one. There was no he didn't get up right away and like what bitch and then get yelled in the face. No, he was done. He was out. But, That's what I was gonna say. I'm like TJ has a he's chinny. Nah, because uh, you could say the same thing about Garbrandt. They've both been caught very well and dropped. I don't think they're chinny. I just think sometimes they get caught being a little bit too aggressive for their own good. I like. I like I going back and watching Cody's eyes as that fucking hook connects and his whole body goes out from under him. His eyes just go away. They're gone. And then I think TJ woke him up when he was fucking punching him in the face. I don't know. He he, he hooked the leg. I think that was a big mistake, too, just hooking this guy's leg. I know it was to recover, but you you're not supposed to. Give your opponent the back and then let him fucking strike you in the face like that. Then he shoots up after the fucking. And it's like, oh man, why did why'd you go for the leg? Because he was knocked you out. You should have done what TJ did. And TJ fucking hammer fisting him in the head, woke him back up a little bit enough where he was like, oh leg. Mm-hmm. It's that Dotson KO that really gets to me. It's like, man, if Dotson KO'd you, I don't know. But TJ smart. TJ, oh, you mean TJ getting game. KO'd by Dotson? Yeah. How long ago was that, though? And Dotson's got pretty good power. But, I don't know. I think Cody has more power. Longer reach. Dotson, Dotson definitely has some power. I mean, mm-hmm. go go back to his when he returned to 135, and the first punch he threw sent the dude rolling across the cage. Like, Dotson, Dotson's got power. He, he ain't no hoe. So... Mm-hmm. And TJ got knocked out by him when he was, what, 20, 21, maybe? TJ was a hey, kid. Garbrandt's a kid. He's, he's learning. He's learning as he goes, too. I, I'm i not saying that he's not. I'm, I'm just saying that it's not. that's not a very big knock on TJ getting knocked out by, by uh, John Dotson seven years ago. Mm-hmm. So, it's and nobody else been able to knock him out since. No, he's 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 been smart about it. He's been picking up skills. Yeah, and still. Speaking of and still in the co-main event, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson taking on Henry the Messenger Cejudo. Ha <laughs> ha! The Messenger. 
I didn't know that was a stupid name. Yeah, it's been his name the whole time. Oh my god, I don't think I ever looked at it. I just, I just knew him as Henry Cejudo. That's a, a message. He's a messenger of God. Oh no. Yeah, man. Oh no. Yep. I don't know. Uh, it, I, look, I, I'll go first because I yeah. I love I'm a big Henry Cejudo fan. Uh-huh. Been a Henry Cejudo fan watching him wrestling. I was really excited when Henry Cejudo came into the UFC. I was high on him. I was high on him going into this fight. I actually believed that Henry Cejudo <laughs> could be the one to beat Mighty Mouse, and I was wrong as fuck. And I I think Henry has improved. His fight against Wilson Hayes was great. His fight against Sergio Pettis was meh. He did what he had to do to win. It's it's just another level to this. And he is not... Nobody is at that level yet. No. It's not going to be... There's not going to be somebody at his age range that he's fought already that's going to be the one to stop him. It's going to be a young, up-and-coming kid a la Chris Weidman and Anderson Silva, that is going to dethrone Mighty Mouse. It, I don't think we've seen any decline in Mighty Mouse no. at all. If anything, we've seen it, it just him continue to get better. And connect his game plan with right. the finish. Right, the, the, the fucking mousetrap and shit. Yeah, it's fall, it's it's almost all falling into place. His, well, his, his game plan of finishing and uh, breaking down the guy methodically, dude. He... He makes it a – I wouldn't say myself. This is, I guess, a consensus throughout the fucking MMA world. It's a boring – to me, it's not boring. I, I, I can understand how you can see it's boring and why you would say it's boring, but it's a complete domination it's by just, someone yeah. that's, that's fought at a heavier weight and fought elite fighters at a heavier weight. He knows what it's like to deal with a heavier guy. 125 is his division. I'm tired of people shitting on this fucking – division this division is filled with killers with the number one killer well i don't know pound for pound that that one's a little hard because he has lost at a higher weight but i don't i think if there was a i think he can make a lower division mighty mouse is small mighty mouse is small as fuck if you see him uh, when he fought uh dominic cruz Oh yeah, yeah. He he got tossed around a little bit, but that was due to size. That wasn't due to technique. If you go back and watch him, he's striking pretty well with Dominic, and then he's wrestling pretty well with Dominic. But it's just when Dominic gets in that position, he's the bigger guy. And when it's technique versus technique, and the technique matches, the bigger guy is gonna win. A a good big guy beats a good little guy, and that's what I think. That's what we saw. And 125 is the division for Johnson, and he's just been dominating because no one has fought the caliber of heavier fighter that he did at 135. They've all been at 125, so they don't know what that power is like. I think Johnson knows what that power is like, and he's adapted his game plan to be the speedier guy and not let the power affect him because he has the power. But I I wouldn't necessarily say in his punching, but I think he knows how to use his strength to – to let the fight go where he wants it to go. Yeah, he definitely the, he's the speed and precision guy. Mm-hmm. He's not going to knock you out, but he's going to uh-uh. fucking he's going to catch you with a shitload of punches. And, as, then in, in, and he knows how to outstrength you in positions, and I sure. guess it would be out technique you because he's just been doing it against heavier guys, so he has to perfect the technique. And now he's doing it at one twenty five. He's been doing it at one twenty five, 
and it just seems like he's breezing through them. Well, I mean, shit. Look at the last time he he beat the shit out of Henry with some beautiful Muay Thai knees. Mm-hmm. And Henry got a takedown. Yeah, but we saw it. Look, we Demetrius might not be the better of the two wrestlers. No, but he's when, not, when he gets but, to the floor, yeah, he was neutralizing. And then when 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 have we ever seen a kickoff like that? How he fucking kicked him off and pushed him off in order to get back up. Yeah, after after Henry was trying to implement his uh, his grappling game. No, the Henry is one hundred percent the better pure wrestler, but DJ is the better MMA wrestler. He's the yeah. best MMA wrestler. He might be the best MMA wrestler, period. Yeah. How how can you go from a German to a fucking armbar like that? Skill. Like, yeah, dude, you know exactly where your body is. You know where their body is, and you know how to manipulate your body in time and space in order to fucking get those moves done. It's just crazy. It's, it, it's insane. And like I said, I, I, definitely, <clears throat> I definitely feel like Henry Cejudo has, has improved. See, over the it's last awesome. two years, but so yeah, is yeah. Mighty oh, Mouse. With the the karate thing, and, and it's awesome because Johnson brings out, he's like, what, you think you're going to paw your hand out there with this karate style, and you think I've never seen that? You think I don't know what to do with that? Okay, bring that shit at me. We'll see what's up. Like, Demetrius has seen a lot of strikers in this game. Definitely. I'm pretty sure someone with a karate stance and... I'm not saying he sucks at karate or sucks at striking. It's just it's another fucking level. Right. There's levels to this that you can't you can't beat the game in one fucking in one level. That's why it's fucking stacked. It's levels, levels, and you build your skills and you build your attributes, which Johnson has, and Sejudo's doing it. He's just not there. He's just not there. Yeah. I mean, this is gonna be Demetrius's thirty first fight. Henry has had fourteen. <sighs> mm-hmm. So there's, there's, no, Demetrius gets it done, and still, you, you know what's awesome? My, uh, it's all my all my dudes. They're all small guys, so they all like they like watching these fights because they their weight their weights are like at one twenty five right. and shit like that. Right, they, they float around that weight, so it's interesting for them because they know that that body size. So it's interesting. I, I like to, well, they come over, so that's why I get some some guys to come over and watch the well, and I've turned them into fans. Like, they know who fighters are. They're not necessarily just the McGregors and the Brocks. They like right. watching Demetrius Johnson. What the fuck? Stop hitting me up, dudes. And um, they like watching the lower-level guys because I have given them some seminars or whatever. We would rent out the combat room, and I would give them, you know, striking thing, uh, like striking seminars on how to throw a jab, how to throw a one-two. Nothing too crazy. Maybe just how to take them down and get an arm bar. And then they would do it to each other. So they kind of have very minimal but still, they see the difficultness of this fucking sport, and they like these lighter weights because it reminds them of themselves in a way. Yeah, and you see a lot more technical striking mm-hmm. and technicality than just straight brawling. Oh, dude, yeah, that, that, that that's something I forgot to bring up. The technicality of these fights, they're, they're not boring, dude. No, not at all. They're so they're fast, exciting. and they're landing. Yeah, and they're landing, and it's back and forth. It's just people want to see knockouts, or they want to see finishes. It's It's, well, and it's also just... Demetrius's pure domination just mm-hmm. it it gets boring because you're like, all right, dude, you're just you're beating the sh-, especially when it's the last fight and it's been a late night and it's just like, all right, DJ, you're you're fucking like, this guy's got 18 strikes on you going into the the last round. Like, just make this stop. Yeah. So that's where that's where people and and for a while it was a lot more of just. 
wrestling wrestle fucking a la George St. Pierre out of him. The the fight I wish that that it happened, but I wish that they got to do the rematch before he left because of how much more he had improved and how much he's continued to improve as Horiguchi. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see that second fight. I still yeah. want to see that second fight. And he, and he's winning in Ryzen. That's what I mean. He's continued on to just be dominant as fuck. I would... And he does have a very good striking mm-hmm. prowess, and it's karate. And he in his his um when he when he leaps in, it's very like he knows how to use distance very well with that karate style. That was a, wasn't that kind of a close fight between them. And I it, think it went all five, and I don't think it, it did go. All, well, no, it didn't go all five. DJ got oh, the okay. submission with one second left. Oh yes, I remember. I had money in that fight, yeah. and I had and I had it to where he had to get a finish, or else I wasn't gonna make shit. Yeah. And then there was one second left, and he got the armbar. Me and my dude, we both had had him getting a finish, and we both had money on the fight, dude. When that happened, we were so happy. We we're like, wow, we fucking hugged each other and shit. And they were like, no homo, dude, no homo. <laughs> yeah, that was like the the um. It's a record for like the latest submission in UFC history. Uh, no, nah, well, I guess DJ was out striking him, so I guess it wasn't really that close. Horiguchi was just holding on. But it, I think it would have been a better rematch than this one. I think. Well, so we'll too. see because we haven't seen him. But that's just what what I think. Unless has been unless he's been able to work on his jits somewhat and neutralize. Johnson's uh, escape from the floor because we saw him get him down. If you can get him down again and avoid being neutralized and then getting pushed off of, uh, we could see something else. Definitely. Henry's improved. It's just, he's just not at that level yet. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all there is to it. Uh,. Third fight of the main card, number five, Cub Swanson taking on number ten, Renato Moicano. Moicano's on the rise, if I remember right. Uh, He's been winning a lot. His only loss, I think, has been to Ortega Ortega. recently. Yeah, Yeah, and then a fight he he was was winning. winning. Yeah, Ortega jumped on uh, a guillotine. He actually jumped guard to guillotine. Yeah, Moicano out striking him. Uh-huh. 109 to 65. And outstriking uh Calvin Cater 116 to 41 in his last fight. Damn, yeah. That's uh yeah. And Calvin was on the rise too. He was getting some heat. And Moicano put a stop to that one. Cubby coming off back-to-back losses to Frankie Edgar and Cub Swanson. Not a bad I gotta go with Moicano, man. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I'd side with you on on this Moicano decision because uh, he's a skilled striker that knows how to use his length, and uh, he incorporates kicks very well. He's a good fighter. He is a good. We fighter. saw we saw him beat Jeremy Stevens, and Jeremy Stevens is no joke. We saw what we saw what Jeremy Stevens was doing to Aldo until he got caught with that fucking hook. The liver shot. Uh-huh. Good night. I'll put anyone out. I'll put anyone out. Good night, if bitch. you open up your liver, if you go like, "Yep, yeah, hit me in the liver," you're getting out. Oh yeah, your whole body just shuts down. But um, we we've seen him 
we've seen him face some good strikers, and Swanson has okay power and good boxing. Uh, I just think Moicano is going to be able to implement his kicks and his distance to to control the striking battle. Yeah, speed. Yeah, I got Moicano. Sounds like you got Moicano. Second fight of the main card, uh, Pollyanna Viana taking on J.J. Aldrich. Viana, 10-1. and one. Ooh, She beat Maya Stevenson back at fight night. Back in February, who's uh, oh, Mochita and Eric Anders. She a little bit high up on this uh, pay-per-view? Yeah. Because she looks good? I don't know if it's well. I don't know if it's because she looks good or if it's because she's uh, ten and one. She only had two fights in the UFC. One. Oh, one. Sorry, yeah. Might have been. They might have tossed this one up there because of Kohea uh, and Eldana getting pulled. Okay. I don't know. So, I'm not sure. Yeah, you know what? You're right. That one probably would have been on the main event because Kohea uh, has fought big names and Eldana. Well, I don't know about Aldana. They just—they—I think they've been trying to push Aldana to get some some Mexican people up there. Yeah, that's that. But, uh, I mean, that that makes sense to me as to why. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, now that you, now that you say it, yeah, that makes sense and, to me. They should have put it behind Santos and Holland, but all right. Well, and JJ Alder is just coming off of two wins in a row over uh, Chan Mimi John and uh, Daniel Taylor, who's also on this card. She beat Daniel Taylor back in January by decision, and she has a loss to Juliana Lima back in 2016. Okay. Uh, I don't think I've seen enough of these girls, so I'm going to go off their attractiveness, and I'm going to go with uh, Pauliana Viana. (laughs) (laughs) I will also take Pauliana by submission. (laughs) Oh, so not due to the attractiveness? No. She's dude, not going to go in there and, and sun the fuck out of JJ. Oh, my God. You're so hot. Can't fight you. Can't do it. Nah, because that shit never worked for Paige Van Zandt. So. Yeah, no, you're right. It didn't work for Van Zandt. I, I retract my statement. I don't Sorry. see it working I, for her. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Pollyanna with uh, submission as well. <laughs> I retract my statement, my previous statement. I don't want the social justice warriors coming after me. You're a misogynist, fucking cisgendered asshole. Bro, why are guys off the contender series fighting Tiago fighting Tiago uh, Santos for their first uh, fight? Uh, yeah. Did somebody get did somebody get hurt? Or was somebody else supposed to fight Santos and then they got hurt? I don't know. I don't I didn't hear of that. I feel like that had to have happened. Why would you throw Tiago Santos in against Kevin Holland? Who just fought yeah, he, back in June? I think he did get like a fight of the night or a knockout of the night on the contender series, but that that was it. Decision. Oh, that wasn't even a knockout. Nope. He beat Will Santiago. He dominated Will Santiago by the decision. Oh man, this is. I mean, it looks like he's a striker. He had landed eighty three strikes, but Jesus Christ, I don't know. Um, I feel like this had to have been a short notice fight. Yeah. It all points to it. Like, how are you going to throw him against Santos like that? Right, this? exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. And this kid just fought in June. So. Yeah, I think you're right on that one then. Oh, got to go with Santos. 
Yeah, you got to go with Santos. He's got the experience, man. He's a fucking killer. Mm-hmm. That, that, well, that, that too. He's, he's a badass. <laughs> but you're 100% correct. He definitely has the experience. But any man that's got a fucking Thor's hammer tattooed on his yeah. chest is a murderer. Yeah. He will eat your children. No, he's, he's a really good fighter, too. Prelims will be at 8 o'clock on FX. FX. Not Fox Sports 1. Is it going to be a different time for me? Because it's in Cali? No, right? It'll be still be 7. No, they, they, they try to go off of Eastern time as much as possible. It's never okay. on It's never on Pacific time when it's in Vegas. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Just the Calgary one threw me off last week. Was it last week? Yeah. But I just started early because it was on Fox. Okay, yeah. Never mind then. I just started at 8 for the main card because Fox has to, you got to have it done by like fucking 10 o'clock for the local news. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it, it did seep in though to the local news. <laughs> yeah. Because I was recorded after, just I don't want to miss the fights. If I wouldn't recorded the news, I would have missed uh, all of the main events. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It did go over. Um. So yeah, like I said, the the prelims are going to be on FX, headlined by number nine Pedro Munoz taking on the Pikey number fourteen Brett Johns. Does Brett Johns have like a crooked, like uh, not smile but like mouth? I don't know. Like it's off to the side. I don't know. Maybe it's just because he got hit in his fight and he was that's how he was. I don't know, man. That's just something I, I saw when he was talking last time. But he, it could have been because he got hit. Could have been. But he, he landed that sweet calf slicer on... Uh, Joe Soto? It? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's coming off a loss to Aljamain Sterling uh, in his last fight back in April. I remember that one. Yeah. He was on a three-fight win streak before that with the... I think uh, it was a little bit too soon. Aforementioned. Well, yeah, Aljo. Aljo's got his shit together and has uh-huh. been back on the rise again, living up to the expectations he had when he first came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he stuttered a little bit when he first got into the UFC. So, uh, Pedro Munoz is coming. Pedro off Munoz a, is no joke. Is coming off a loss to John Dotson. Um, before that was on a four-fight win streak over Rob Font, Damian Stasiak, Justin Scoggins, and Russell Doan. He also has a loss to Jimmy Rivera back in 2015. And Rafael Sanso, see, man, Pedro Munoz has just fought a better level of talent. Yeah, he's got a good skill set, too. It's not like the most technical out of everybody. But he can put shit together well. Like he can get some good strikes, some good, uh, some good combos, incorporate kicks well. But we've also seen him display a good ground game. So for sure, I don't think the calf slicer is going to be um, a factor in this uh, in this fight. I don't think he's going to be caught by surprise on that one. Um, if I had to choose, fuck man, Brett Johns is he's young though. He's young and he's coming up. But I th- I just think Pedro Munoz is going to be a little bit too much. I don't think he. I don't think he starches him or anything, but I think he could get the decision victory. Yeah, I think I think Munoz is going to pick this one up. Yeah. I do, I do. Uh, looks like 
two guys from the Contender Series? I think there's three guys on the card from the Well, Contender I just series. mean that are uh, fighting each other. Oh, shit. Why isn't Ricky Simon and Gray for me? He is for me, but he also has had one fight in the UFC. Okay. Um, maybe against... that's maybe that's why they took him off the gray. I think when they're coming off the contender series. Well, well you, said, still, you said he's gray on yours. He, well, his picture on the UFC is not, but if you click it where it has the two yeah. fighters standing next to each other, he's gray. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he had a win over. Um, shit, I just had it pulled up. Damn it, Ricky Simon, ten and one. His last. Fight was again. Mirab Devalichel. Round three KO. Yes. Before that, he fought uh, Donovan Frilo on the Contender Series. Montel Jackson, 6 0. Coming in off of the Contender Series with a win over Rico Desulio. Round three KO. Two young up-and-comers. I don't really know much about either one of them. Pretty sure I saw pretty, Rick, I'm pretty sure I saw Ricky Simon's first fight, but, I mean, I know I did. It was a, I watch all the fights. but I'm pretty sure I saw Montel's and Ricky Simon's on the Contender Series, but I did that was not. a Contender Series. Did not. Uh, coin flip. I'll go with Ricky Simon just because he's been under the bright lights and all right. doesn't have gonna, the UFC jitters going in. I'm going to take Montel L. Jackson. A fucking shock ate me. <laughs> I'm going to go Montel Jackson. Okay. Thank <laughs> you, Jackson, brother. Probably his son. <laughs> yeah, his son is a lot younger. Uh, second fight of the prelims, Ricardo Ramos taking on Kyung Ho Kang. A.K.A. the Korean Mr. Perfect. Um, ooh, Kang is... God, my computer is slow. 13 and 7? Yeah, he's three, three wins in a row. Uh, last one over Guido Cannonetti back in January by submission. Uh, split decision win over Michinori Tanaka. And, uh, ooh, these are all the way back in 2014. Damn. Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, he took, like, a four-year hiatus or something? Or he went and fought in another organization. Half of two wins? Hmm. Might have got cut. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know either. Ricardo this is kind of weird. Ricardo Ramos has got two wins in a row over Eamon Zahabi and Michinori Tanaka as well. Uh, you know what it might have been? Oh, God. Oh, God. Richard Ramos is the guy that fucking killed Eamon Zahabi. Sorry to go back. Uh, I think uh, Kang probably served military service. That's just my guess. That is possibly. Yeah. Mandatory. Yeah, you're right. That is possible. And they had to do it before the age of 30, so I think that's what might have been. Sorry. Oh, yeah, dude. Ricardo Ramos is that dude that slapped Eamon Zahabi back at UFC 217. Oh, with the where it was uh he got ki- he got hit with the spinning elbow or something like that, something. and then he hit him again to knock him out. I think he, it was two he, spinning elbows to put him out. He fucking killed him. That's all I know. Holy shit! Yeah. It was a good fight. Mm. It was a good fight till this guy got 
elbowed to death, if I remember right. Yeah. Zahabi, it was, it's uh, Faraz's brother, right? Yep, Faraz's little brother. Uh, Ramos has got to watch. Well, it looks like he's got a pretty good submission. In. Fuck it. I'll take Ramos. Take ah. Ramos? Take Mr. Perfect. No, don't. Um, I'm not taking Mr. Perfect. I'm going with Ramos. I just thought maybe you would just take him to disagree. <laughs> no, no. At 13 and 7 and the long hiatus. He, I know he's won his last two, but I don't know. Or his last three. But I'll go with Ramos. Uh, Shaman Marais taking on Matt Sales. Uh, Marais, we didn't really get to see much of because he was destroyed by Zabit Magomed Sharapov back in November. Is that Habib or Zabit's last fight? Yes. Well, I don't know if it was Zabit's last fight, but that was his last fight. Uh, Matt Sales coming off of the first round knockout on the contender series back in June. Off of who you fight? Let's see. Yazin. I don't remember these guys. I know I saw it. I just don't know who's 34 and 3. Holy shit. He outstruck the fuck out of him. Got a round one KO. No, that was not Zabit's last fight. Zabit fought uh, Boshniak back in okay. April. Oh, yeah, that fucking war that they had. Yeah, Shaman was uh, Zabit's second fight in the UFC. Yeah, I remember this one. He was putting it on him in every which way and then just decided, well, not decided, they went to the floor and Zabit uh, got a submission. Haven't really seen, you know, didn't get to see a lot out of out of Shaman against mm-hmm. Zabit. I don't know anything about sales. Um, fight. I don't have. A I'm going with Shaman due to the fact that uh, it was a round three submission. La- uh, lasting three rounds with Zabit, I'll-, I'll give him some props for that one. So that's that's my pick for this one. Okay. Just off of his off of his loss, <laughs> off of such a good loss though. It's not like he looked very good, though, against him. He just got the shit kicked out of him for three rounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going with him. I, that's how that's how high I hold the beat. <laughs> uh, your featured fight of the early prelims pits Alex Perez against Jose Shorty Torres. Torres coming off of his UFC debut where his opponent knocked himself out trying to slam Shorty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with Shorty. Yeah, I Shy Town. Shy Town native. Um I got Shorty. He's got a big fucking head. So he's a tough fighter too. Yeah. Skill. And um hopefully he gets it going a little bit faster. He he even said himself he needs to get hit to kind of, you know, get it going. And he was he wasn't declining in the fight even though he was losing. I thought he was looking better as the fight went on. But did, he did he take still a, losing. That was a short notice fight, wasn't it? Didn't yeah. Shorty take a short notice? Yeah, and he dropped twenty five pounds or no, sorry, a quarter of his weight in like ten days, nine days. God it was damn. something ridiculous. God damn. Uh just for context, Perez's had three fight I don't know, three fight win streak. Uh two by submission, one by decision. His last one against Eric Shelton went to decision. So let's go, Shorty. Shorty, all day. Uh, Danielle Taylor taking on Wheelie Zhang. 
I don't know. Danielle Taylor can can throw some decent, like some powerful strikes, and she's got good boxing. But I don't really got anything for her. Yeah, she is tough. I mean, she looked good against uh, Jessica Penne against Sohi Ham. Um, lost to Miranda Moros. And and JJ Aldrich. And JJ Aldrich, where JJ beat up on her pretty good. I don't, uh, I don't know anything about Zhang. It's her first fight, so yeah, I don't think the UFC knows anything about her either. They don't even have a picture. Got to go with Taylor just because I I know about her. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm going with Taylor. Yeah, it, I mean it makes sense. Fuck it, pick the upset. Yeah, right. No, nah, I'm going with nah. I'm going with Taylor. Opening fight of the prelims and opening fight of the night. Marlon Chito Vera taking on Wooly G. Buren, the Beastmaster. The Beastmaster. Beastmaster. Uh, Beastmaster is coming off a loss in his UFC debut back in 2017 to Rolando Die. Bear is coming off of two losses. Cheetos coming off of two? Doug, Douglas uh, Silva oh. D'Andrade and John Lineker That's have beaten right. him. I knew John beat him, but yeah, I forgot about that. The Douglas fight, he uh, he just got outstruck. 97 to 72. I mean, the same thing with John Lineker. Yeah, he got outworked. But I think, uh, if I remember right, the Lineker fight, he was just pressure, 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 and it, was, it wasn't looking good for Marlon. He had a run. I don't remember the Douglas fight too much. But everyone runs from Lineker. No one wants those hands of, hands of steel or hands of stone. Except for TJ. Uh, he beat that ass. Pop, 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 pop. Can't be throwing power shots all day trying to beat TJ. He's going to pick you apart. Yep. Let's uh, take a look at the rankings real quick before we get into news. Uh, of note, Conor McGregor has moved back into the number one <laughs> position, the number one contender at lightweight, still sitting at number three pound for pound, where it could be. Oh, no- bro! So, so he beat uh, he beat all the other guys to get back to the number one contender. Is that what you're telling me? Well, I mean, him and Tony just flip flop spots. Basically, is what happened. Tony, even though Connor should not have been in the rankings, it's been two years. Hey, Ronda was still in the rankings until yeah. like two weeks ago. So, yeah, uh, Tony she's Ferguson. The, what, what were you gonna say? Sorry, she's in the WWE and still ranked in the U.S. Right, <laughs> doesn't make sense. Tony Ferguson moves down one spot to number two. Poirier moves up to number three. Eddie Alvarez drops to four. Uh, five, six, seven, and eight remain the same. Ally Quinton, James Vick each move up one spot. And Nate Diaz drops down one. Uh, what? This makes no sense except for Dustin moving up and Eddie moving down. Connor yeah. hasn't fought, and Tony got injured and stripped. How can you assess that Connors is more legitimate than Tony's. Because in case that they're going to, I don't know. I don't know. Never mind that. I, I know uh, they're doing it to make the fight in October. But for sure. Come on. Well, I was thinking if it was going to happen in November, he would have to be ranked somewhere for him to be able to fight if it was going to happen in New York. But it's not going to happen in New York. 
Because mm-hmm. remember, that's why Paul Felder couldn't take the title fight because New York wouldn't yep. let him because he wasn't ranked in the top ten or whatever. Yeah, even though New York let fucking Connor box uh, a fifty and zero boxer for the fucking money, these fucking assholes are. It wasn't in jagged. New York. That was. In it wasn't. No, it was in Vegas. Okay, then I'm wrong. Sorry, I thought it was in New York. No, it was in Vegas. Floyd don't fight in New York. Floyd only fights in Vegas. Maybe Mexico. <laughs> but no. Nah, I don't know about Mexico. Floyd, Floyd fights in Vegas. Oh, well, I yeah. guess Jerry World did happen. But that's because they could fill that bitch. Um, maybe it wasn't... Ma- no, I don't think it was in Madison Square Garden. Uh, let's see. Nina Asaroff moves up number th- or three spots to number 10 in the women's strawweight. And uh, Caitlin Trukagian jumps up four spots to number three in women's flyweight. So... Yeah. Um making some noise down there. I agree with that one. I do too. I agree. Yeah. Cuz right behind her is Roxanne and then uh Liz right behind her, Liz being new to the to the division. Did she lose her last fight? Liz? No, she won it. Yeah. Why'd she move down? She, well, because because Modafferi moved up and so did Chukagian. Yeah, it mm-hmm. took place in Vegas. Yeah, I could have sworn she won. Oh, the Connor and... Yeah. 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 Um, that's... Oh, Liz, yeah, Liz won her last against Jennifer Maya. It's weird. Like, yeah, whatever. Wow. It's their rankings. I think it's because Alexis Davis might have been ranked higher than Liz. So, when... Kagan just kind of pushed everything down. I'm not. I'm not sure yeah. why Mataferi and Liz Carmouche switched positions, but they did. Yeah, that, that sounds weird. Oh, didn't Mataferi just win her fight too? I thought she lost. She hasn't fought since the champ, or has she fought since the championship? She has. She just, she won, right? She just won against Barb Hotchek uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay. By okay. KO, she knocked out Barb Hotchek. Yeah, okay. I remember that she got okay. her. She got her, and she fucking hammer fisted her out. Yeah, I'm sorry, Roxanne. Okay. Hammer, I apologize. Hammer fisted. I apologize, Roxanne. You do deserve to move up. And uh, Carmouche, uh, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's let's uh, let's get into a little news, and then we'll uh, call it a week. Uh, it was announced today at 5 o'clock that Vulcan Ozdemir is going to face Anthony Smith in UFC Montcon main event. Um, this is going to be in Canada, Mont, 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 Canada, Man, I can't even pronounce this. Moncton. Yeah, somewhere in know. New Brunswick, Canada. Uh, so far only fight. Yep. So that's going to take place October twenty seventh. This is a good thing for Anthony Smith. Good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boom. Dude, he jumped up so high. And deservingly, when you take fights on short notice, well, you should get high-caliber opponents. If and you was, want, and if you take them. He was trying to fight Gus on short notice. Yeah. Yeah. To me, well, we, I guess we can make predictions when, when it gets yeah, closer. Yeah, we'll, we'll get closer into it. Um, Sergio Pettis versus Juicy Formiga targeted for UFC 229. I like that fight. 
Uh, that's going to be October 6th at the T-Mobile Arena. Probably going to be headlined by Conor McGregor versus Habib Nurmagomedov. We'll find Fingers out crossed. tomorrow. Fingers crossed. Yes, we Uncle will... Dana, if you love your boy, throw him a bone for his birthday. Have a nice little... Uh, I'm not going to say any, I'm going to have anything because then my friends might hear this and be like, what happened to doing what you said you're going to do? And I'm like, ah, fuck you. All right? Fuck y'all. <laughs> Yeah, but hopefully it's for around my birthday. My birthday's the 16th, so 10 days away is close enough. I'll take it. Uh, Hen and Brown uh, versus newcomer Andre Elwell is going to be set for UFC Sao Paulo. Um, Elwell will be making his uh, his octagon debut, but he is a former CES Bantamweight champion. Uh, riding a four-fight winning streak capped off by a title win over Dennis Pavia in June. Um, Mr. Highlight, as Elwell is known, or Ewell, Elwell, I don't know, finished his opponent uh, 11 of his 13 professional victories. So that makes um, 11 fights officially announced with the main event. Yet to be announced, probably tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, what else do we got? So Betchcohea opens up about uh, the CSAC and uh, Betchcohea and the CSAC open up about the fight being canceled, and basically what happened was. Uh, the UFC made the decision to pull Betch and not the California State Athletic Commission. Uh, Betch has document documentation from doctors being cleared to fight, but the UFC pulled her off. That's basically the gist of the story. That, that's weird. Due to the fact that they won't disclose... Well, that the UFC pulled her off, but not the doctors... Like, it wasn't, like, a Michael Bisbing thing, was it? I don't know. Or is it she just had shitty eyes? Uh, she had a, a displaced retinal. Okay, that is kind of a Michael Bisbing thing. She had a detachment. She went through uh, retinal detachment surgery. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wonder what's the cause behind the UFC pulling her off. I don't know, but that's that's what we know. It wasn't the California State Athletic Commission. Uh, Jan Blahovich uh, versus Nikita Krylov and three other fights set for UFC Moscow. So, yes, Nikita Krylov was released by Fight Nights Global re- just recently to return against Jan Blahovich September 15th in Moscow. Also, a middleweight tussle between Christoph Jocko and promotional newcomer Adam Yendiv. Yendiv. And a bantamweight fight between Marab Devalashelli and Tyrion Ware. Um, and also... M1 Global announced that the promotion's welterweight champion, Alexei Kunchikov, 
Kunchiko would make his UFC debut against Tiago Alves. So that fight night in Moscow is stacking up all right. Yeah, they better do it because if Habib wins, they're going to need somewhere to make some money with him. I mean, if the fight between him and Conor gets made and it actually goes through. Right. Uh, they need to see if they got the market. They definitely do. I think they definitely do, especially if they can get Habib on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arjun Buhler returns to against Marcelo Gom at UFC Montcon. Montcon. Mont- In Canada. UFC fucking Canada. God damn it. It's, it. How would you pronounce it? I don't know. M-O-N-C-T-O-N. You're, on. you're, alone, on the, you're on. alone on this one, bro. Come on, dude. Come on. I don't know. I would need to see it. Like, you can spell it out to me, but I, I want to see it <laughs> so I can fuck it up less. <laughs> uh, let's see. Bueller defeated Henry Lu, uh, Luis, or Luis Henrique via decision in his Octagon debut last September. And tapped to an Omoplata against Adam Wajarak in his second bout in April. Um, Gom and his last fight was against Timothy Johnson. Timmy Cops dash Johnson. Still in the UFC? I don't think so. I think he's in the PFL. Yeah, I think they might have dropped him. Yeah, I think they did. Lastly, former NFL All-Pro linebacker Sean Merriman is going to make his combat sports debut in a bare-knuckle boxing match. Got to do what you got to do. Yep. Um, for the World Bare-Knuckle Fighting Federation. So this is a different one than uh, the... Is this the so other bare knuckle? I thought it was the same one. No, this is the one. Well, I don't know if it's the same. This is the one that Phil or uh, Lieben and Baroni are fighting in. Oh, I think it's the same one then. But I don't know if this is the same one that uh, Beck Rollins is fighting in. And yeah, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it is. She's, she, I think she was trying to get onto the second one, to the second card. God damn! There's a bunch of UFC guys on here. Melvin Goulard, Tom Galicchio, Josh Neer, Isaac Vali Flag, and Joey Bryan are all going to fight for this. Did Goulard just get beat by Gomi? I don't know. I might be wrong. I thought that was at Ryzen this last weekend. I think that was Horiguchi. Horiguchi won, but Gomi also won as well. Oh, so maybe. I don't know. I'll just work here. <laughs> so That's all I got. As far as news? Yeah. Yeah, I got no real awesome news either. Titties. Well, I have no news myself. You had you had news. I didn't have shit. <laughs> you always have something, brother. You contribute. <laughs> <laughs> not, not news though. I never did I just never look up news. <laughs> I, I not true. if it comes around my if it comes on my timeline and I see it, I'm like, oh that's interesting. Not true. You you've contributed to news plenty. 
you found fucking shit that I didn't know happened and we've had to talk about. So it's fine. Alright, I'll take it. You 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 do things. I I appreciate you. Brother. Yeah, man. Of course. Thank you. Oh shit. So I think I think tonight actually it would be the one year anniversary of the episode that Ryan and I first recorded just the two of us. After everything, after everything happened. Oh, with uh, Davy Boy Smith. Yeah. So, um, thanks to everybody that's the listeners uh, that have stuck around through that that year, um, especially the ones that stuck through the transition and everything that happened. Uh, thank you to all the new listeners that have have joined in over this last year. I appreciate all of you as well, of course. Um, I, I love doing this. I still love doing this show. We're coming up on three years. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you for jumping in the ride. Fucking oh, taking... thanks, thanks for having me in here, bro. Are you kidding me, man? It's a pleasure. I love doing this and show with you. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I think I know a lot more than fucking Dave in MMA. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely do. <laughs> Dave, it was weird. Like, I don't even really remember why. Well, I know why, because, like, Dave is one of the few people that I knew that I could talk MMA with. Because, like, I met, mm-hmm. I kind of met him watching fights with our friend Everett. Okay. And I, I, I had been wanting to start a podcast to do MMA, but I didn't really know who the, because, like, most of my close friends weren't really watching it a lot. I mean, we, we were watching fights here and there, but, like, not following like I do, like some of them do now. So I'll say, who the fuck can I do this podcast with? And then I'd, I'd had a conversation with Dave about something. It was, like, a really good conversation. So I hit him up, and I was like, hey, would you be interested in starting a podcast? I want to start a podcast. Would you want to be my co-host? And off we went, and it was good for a minute. It was good for a little and while. It was good till it was good. It was good till fucking till we started. It was good till it was bad. Yeah, yeah. Things things went to somebody's head. Oh, dude, I a hundred percent think that's what it was too. He started talking to like local fighters, and he thought he was the hot shit. I'm like, dude, you're talking to some guy that fucking puked on himself in the fucking cage. You're not hot shit, bro. Right. All right. But you know. Well, I, know. I, I think I think like. With what we were gaining from from our friendships with Blake and Kyle and stuff, and them helping putting our name out there, like the video we did, the episode we did with Blake, got a fuckload of views for some reason, and uh, that went to his head. Like he was always talking about the numbers. He was like, "Dude, we're at this, we're at this, we're at this." I stopped looking at numbers That's, a while ago. So did I, dude. I don't care. I, iTunes kind of uh, hides it from you too. At first, they were showing me, and like I remember at one point, I was like. Oh my god, three thousand downloads a month? That's awesome! And then they kind of switched their thing, and then it just—I <laughs> haven't seen it in forever. They were supposed to come up with some kind of uh, okay. system where they gave you the numbers, but I don't think they have done that. And I kind of lost interest. I just want to do the show to do the show. Exactly. exactly. Like that's why I started it. No one, no one was like, I didn't have a horde of people telling me to start a podcast. I started a podcast because me and Jesus are buddies. He likes wrestling. I like wrestling. I like fighting. And he 
not so much likes fighting, but we were gonna make it work, and we were making it work, and then it became my baby. And then it became my baby. I should also say thank you to Ryan. Yes. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan, because without Ryan wanting to continue this journey with me when things all went to hell, like I would, this the show wouldn't be happening at all. I mean, I, I don't think I would be here. I think he he held the baton. He held he held my seat warm for a little bit. And I'm not saying I he's not. He, this is his show as well. I would say to absolutely, some absolutely. He, he helped. He helped. Carry it to where it is now. Ryan joined us when we were in the middle of of figuring out what we were, helped us become a show of what we were, and when shit fell apart, Ryan was like, hey, let's do this. He helped me. We picked up the ball together when we ran with it, and we made it work. And it was – I I miss Ryan. I love talking with Ryan. (laughs) I I, I message Ryan on a daily. Yeah. We talk – I talked to Ryan quite a bit. You know, he's he's still one of my favorite people in the world, but he had two kids and a wife and family and shit happened. And, but without Ryan, this would have never continued. And I'm forever grateful to Mr. Ryan Dempsey. And his wife, Kara. And his wife, of course, and Kara. For letting him do it. For letting him do it and giving up time with him and shit. Yeah, I, I love Kara. She's a great woman. But, yeah. but Ryan, football season's coming, so... Fuck your Packers. Ah, that's something I can agree with. Fuck the Packers. Fuck the Packers. <laughs> I got no beef with the Lions. And yeah, the Bears been sucking for years, so right. I got no fight in this game. Nah, man. It's between the fucking Packers and the goddamn Vikings. Yeah. And I I lost interest once the fantasy aspect came into it. Oh, because then that's, it became, that's oh, I have a team. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You don't got shit, all right? <laughs> that's really, honestly, fantasy football is what's kept me interested in the NFL. That's what got me away from it. I was like, I like the Bears. And, yeah, I know about other teams. It was hard enough keeping up with every single game and seeing who won, like, at the end. Like, yeah, I had to look it up and shit. And then it's like, I'm not going to be looking up these players and their stats and then drafting them and a whole new thing i don't get deep i don't go deep into it as far as like doing a shit ton of research and i just kind of go with whatever but i do that fantasy football is what has kept my interest in the nfl that and like the i do a league with a bunch of my friends so Mm -hmm. we sit around and shit talk with each other a lot of times we'll watch because like one of us i usually get the, the nfl red zone so we can just watch a bunch of games all together yeah. at once and not have to like, watch the whole game, but you get like the highlights. So you see your players and shit. It, it makes it more fun, but I definitely am much more of a college football fan. I watch a lot of college football. So Jamie likes getting into the whole aspect of the fantasy thing. He does fantasy basketball, fantasy football, fantasy baseball, but he gets in actual leagues where you can win money and stuff. So I guess that's good. But then you actually have to put in the time and dedication there was points where we'd be podcasting and he'd be looking at his phone and be like, hey, fuck face, are you fucking going to do the podcast or are you going to be looking at your fucking baseball stats, all right? Like, you could stay home for that one. Like, you, I don't need you, I don't need you to fucking look at your phone while I'm talking MMA. I do not participate in any other version of a fantasy sports besides football. That's it. I can't do baseball. I can't, like, like I said, it's mostly, I, I enjoy it because it's, shit talking and hanging out with my friends but at some points i i start losing interest and i'm like uh fuck i gotta set a lineup 
I always forget to set my lineup before Thursday. It's just a pain in my ass, but whatever. And we play for money. So mm-hmm. last year it was like 450 bucks or some shit. Nice. Yeah. It's a good chunk of change. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I say we call it a show. Boom, bam. Bam, boom, bam. Another episode in the books. That's right. Number 141 in the books. We're creeping up on the 150. 150. 150. Imagine when we get close to tree fitty. The Loch Ness Monster going to be asking us. <laughs> I said no Loch Ness Monster. You can't get no tree fitty. I ain't giving you no tree fitty. Damn, woman. That's why it keeps coming around. You give him tree fitty. <laughs> oh, Lord. He was angry. Damn right I was. Not you, the monster. He was going to kick your ass. Uh, I love, South Park. I love that episode of South Park. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Thanks, for everybody, for checking us out tonight. We appreciate it. Enjoy this weekend's card. We'll be back to break it down on Tuesday. For Raphael, I'm Jeff. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Soul. I'm the one with this big fucking...